1: Welcome to the third and final episode of our three-part Year in Review series for 2022. I'm Siobhan Moran-McFarlane. And I'm Alice Dempster. So far, Alice, we've had a look back on the big news stories here in Oz and across the world, but in this episode, it's time to exhale, sit back and relax, because we're getting into the lighter side of life and the things that made Squizzers laugh and smile in 2022. Are you ready, Alice? Yes, I think like everyone listening, I'm ready for a laugh. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. So how this will work is we're going from 10 to 1 and we're being guided by what floated Squiz newsletter readers boats because as podcast listeners know we put out the Squiz Today email each day so we keep track of the stories they click on and when it comes to the fun stuff they really like the visual stories. Now they're a bit hard to do in a podcast so we've cast our net a bit wider and come up with what we think is a great list for this episode. So to get us started, in spot is the platy jubes.
0: <laughs> Siobhan, it was well before our time with the squiz, but I remember that nothing gave Larissa the giggles on the Squiz Today podcast quite like calling the Queen's Platinum Jubilee the platy Dubes. <laughs> but to add some ballast to that shout-out, who could forget Prince Louis being a royal handful during the long events marking Queen Elizabeth's 70 years on the throne? I do
1: remember that. His mum, Kate, won even more. More fans for her cool handling of the face pulling and the restlessness <laughs> from the feisty four year old. Moving on to number nine, and we're talking about words, specifically words that women know, but men
0: don't. Yes. So using a vocabulary test, a uni in Belgium analysed how many words people know, and it became clear that women know what tulle, chignon, bandeau, and freesia mean. They were some of the 20 words identified that men don't have a clue about. (laughs) And, of course, it went the other way with words specific to men that have to do with weapons and physics.
1: Yeah, there was some contention that the distinct women's words had to do with fashion and flowers. But how's this for a neat segue? Number eight, it's a story about women getting together in parks to scream.
0: Gretchen Miller is a Sydney woman who felt frustrated with a whole lot of stuff life was throwing at her, so she posted a message to her local community Facebook group, does anybody else feel like screaming? And the answer was yes. And now Shout Sisters groups have popped up around
1: the world. Okay, number seven, have you ever had a nickname you couldn't get rid of? Well, that's what the BOM, or Bureau of Meteorology, as they prefer to be called, tried to address this year.
0: The bomb spent a couple hundred thousand on a branding exercise where they formally requested media to no longer use that acronym and they asked that the full name be used. It didn't go down well though in part because the request was made during a flood emergency in New South Wales and Victoria and even the agency's minister Tanya Plibersek said their focus should be on the weather and not branding.
1: Mm,
0: And from memory less than
1: a day went by before the bomb
0: withdrew the request
1: so you can still call the That name and not feel weird about it. Number six, that's the drama that swirled around the film Don't Worry, Darling. The film was directed by Olivia Wilde and stars pop icon Harry Styles and Florence Pugh.
0: Alice, take us through it. As the publication Vox put it, some people have sports, some people garden or knit or birdwatch, and some people have the Don't Worry Darling press tour. (laughs) So Wilde split with Ted Lasso's Jason Sudeikis and began dating Harry Styles during filming. But some say Wilde and Styles, who have now broken up, started before Sudeikis was dropped And Florence Pugh, who is a big star, was said to be unimpressed by all of that. And that played out during the promotion of the film.
1: Yeah, it sure did. And the body language experts made a mint out of it. Number five, it's time to talk about some fat bears. And anyone who knows us knows we really get into Fat Bear Week, where you get to vote for the chunkiest, plumpest brown bear in the Katmai National Park in Alaska. But this year,
0: there was a twist in the tale. Indeed, this year there was voter fraud during the finals that ultimately saw the title stripped from a bear called Holly and it was given instead to Bear 747. 747. More than a million votes had been cast and the park pointed to the problem, saying bears stuff their face with fish. Our ballot box, too, has been stuffed. Why anyone would want to commit voter fraud in a fat bear contest remains a mystery. All
1: right, we're at number four. This year we said a big farewell to Ramsey Street, but then we said hello again.
0: Yes, a star-studded finale attracted almost 1.5 million viewers as we said our final goodbyes to Neighbours. It made one of the most watched shows of the year. Kylie Minogue and Jason Donovan even dropped in, as you might remember. But as you say, it turns out the goodbyes weren't so final because Amazon is bringing the show back and production will start on it early next year.
1: The more things change, the more they stay the same, Alice. (laughs) (laughs) three, everybody loves a good proposal story, but this one in Disneyland didn't go quite as planned.
0: Yes, I remember this. A video went viral this year where a man can be seen getting down on his knee. He takes a ring box from his pocket only to have a Disneyland staff member run into frame, snatch the ring box and redirect them somewhere else. Apparently he was trying to get them into a spot where the pictures would be better. Social media
1: went ballistic and Disneyland apologised. But on to number two, and it's Wordle. And it's hard to believe the online word puzzle has only been around for a year. It was created by Welsh software engineer Josh Wardle, who developed it for his partner, They played it at home and opened it to other users before it was bought by the New York Times for an undisclosed seven-figure sum.
0: There was a lot of talk about why it became so popular so quickly and where it seemed to land was it's a -a once-a-day proposition. There's no sneaky algorithms or anything to keep you on there for hours.
1: And we were onto it early and had tons of squizzers let us know that they heard about it from us first. So that's pretty cool. And number one, drum roll please. It's a live feed of an iceberg lettuce. <laughs> Alice, please explain.
0: Oh, where do I start? <laughs> the UK saw three Conservative Party MPs hold the position of Prime Minister this year. And the second, Liz Truss, lasted just 45 days. We talked about that in the international news wrap. As the drums beat for her resignation, a UK tabloid newspaper began broadcasting a live stream of an iceberg lettuce next to a framed photo of Truss, asking the audience whether Truss would be able to outlast the lettuce. Before the lettuce had wilted, Truss announced her resignation, becoming the shortest serving prime minister in British history. Yes, that
1: was lettuce one, Truss nil. (laughs) It was a brutal stunt, but it proves yet again that politics is for the thick-skinned. Alice, it's time for us to say goodbye, and unlike Neighbours, we really mean it. That's 2022 done
0: and dusted. It sure is, and it completes our Year in Review series. We really hope you enjoyed it. Next week, we've got four episodes with some of our friends in the news with their take on 2022, what's coming up in 2023, and their recommendations for great things to watch and read and cook.
1: Claire and Kate are on deck for that. And The Squiz today will be back with you from Monday 9th of January. From the whole Squiz team, we hope you enjoy a wonderful new year. Until next time.